Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. I'm Heather Klug, registered dietitian at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center. With me today is our health communications coordinator, Bethany DeBrew Adams. Hello, Bethany. Hello, Heather. I am so excited to talk about today's topic. Me too. Yeah. So as we mentioned earlier in the month, May is Stroke Awareness Month. And today we are highlighting a disturbing trend. And that is the increase in stroke among young women, particularly women in the 20 to 39-year-old age group. A large study that came out last year showed that more women than men in this age group are having strokes. And the question is, what is causing this? And, you know, what can we do to prevent it? Well, we decided to talk to an expert to get some answers. Mm -hmm. Joining us today is the manager of the stroke program at Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center, Susie Lesser. Welcome, Susie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being with us today. Now, before we dive into questions, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. I am the manager of the stroke program here at Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center. My background is pretty focused in stroke. I was a nurse in our neuro ICU here at Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center, taking care of our ischemic and our hemorrhagic stroke patients, so our clot and our bleed kind of stroke patients. And I moved into an education and equality role a few years back, and then moved into the manager position for the stroke program about a year ago. Excellent. So let's get started. I mentioned at the top of the podcast that women ages 20 to 39 are having more strokes than men in that same age group. And actually, they're twice as likely to have a stroke than that same age group of men. So Susie, are there specific risk factors in this group of women that are driving that trend? You know, there really are, especially in that age group. Women have a higher risk of uncontrolled blood pressure. You might have heard hypertension. That's when your blood pressure runs. That top number is over 130. Mm -hmm. So really having that high blood pressure can increase your risk of stroke. Also, there are certain types of birth control medicine that can increase your risk of clotting that can cause strokes. And going along with the birth control, if you are a smoker, those two risk factors combine increase your risk of stroke. And that actually causes a lot of the the strokes. Also, just in general, women moving out of this age group, women live longer, so they have a much higher risk of stroke just because of that longevity. Okay. Can I ask you also too, Susie, with younger women and their stroke risk? I've read that even just Pregnancy is an increased stroke risk for women, and especially if they also have preeclampsia while pregnant too, correct? Correct. You know, preeclampsia is when your blood pressure isn't controlled during pregnancy, and it can happen in about 12%, you know, so a smaller percentage of pregnancies. And so going along with the higher blood pressure, the baby, everything, it can lead to blood pressure, problems with your kidney, problem with your heart, your blood needs to pump more because you've got 
a baby growing. So your blood volume increases and it can cause just a couple more issues. And just because a lot of women can be less active during pregnancy, you might decrease the amount of exercise that you're doing. You might change from being very active in your role to more more of sitting at a desk. So that can definitely lead to some reduced blood flow and it can cause some clots that could circulate in your legs and they can travel and it could cause a stroke. I think that's good for younger women to know and to just be aware of. So Susie, I have a quick follow-up question, or it may not be a quick follow-up question depending on your answer, but I tend to suffer from migraines a lot. And I read somewhere that women who have migraines and specifically migraines with an aura tend to be at higher risk of stroke. Is that true? Yes. So what a migraine does is that it's altering the blood vessels in your brain and it can cause some increased risk of stroke. Migraine patients with aurora actually are 2.4 times more likely to have ischemic stroke. And that's just because you could have a clot somewhere. And when we're altering those blood vessels, whether you're making them bigger or smaller, it can cause just a different pooling of the blood. And when you have that pooling of the blood, it can cause that clot to form. So it's definitely important when you're having a migraine that you are looking for some of the signs and symptoms of stroke to ensure that it's nothing that is different from one of your regular migraines so that you can seek assistance, seek help if you could possibly be suffering from a stroke. Wow, that's quite fascinating. So I don't think most women would think about migraines, you know, with an aura as something as increasing your risk for stroke. So thank you for for answering that. Now, what about African-American women specifically? In general, they are up to three times more likely to have a stroke than white women. Do we know why that is? So one of the reasons why we do see an increased risk of stroke in African-American women is because blood pressure is a risk factor for the African-American population. They just have a much higher risk of blood pressure and uncontrolled blood pressure. Also, African-American women are diagnosed with higher rates of obesity, and that can increase your risk of stroke. Sometimes culturally, African-Americans add much more salt to their cooking, and they are also, just because of genetics, researchers think that they're more sensitive to the salt. So it's kind of a a circular risk factor. Also, African-Americans can have the sickle cell genetic disorder, which makes them more prone to clotting. And there is a higher population of African-American women currently smoke. So that puts them at a higher risk. Also, some of Hispanic women are at higher risk and they also suffer from high blood pressure. But then also one in nine Hispanic women have diabetes. So we need to get some of our risk factors under control to help prevent other issues from happening. So we're going to shift a little bit of focus now from risk factors to actual symptoms. So we've worked with the stroke team for several years, um, Karen Yant Center has, and we know that you guys encourage people to remember the acronym BEFAST, 
when it comes to noticing stroke symptoms, either in yourself or in other people. Can you go over what BFAST stands for? Because I know that it's normally fast, but you guys added the B part. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, you know, the story behind when we added the B is we actually had a team member's significant other who was found to have an unusual stroke. And so that's where our, our B for balance, our E for eyes, they can you can have double or blurry vision, mm-hmm. F for facial droop, A for arm numbness, weakness, S for speech, slurred or gargled speech. T is terrible headache. And we always tell people we want you to be fast. We want you to call 911. We want you to get you to the hospital. If you have a friend, family member, somebody bring you in, usually, and what research has shown is that your care is a little bit slower. When you call 911, that ambulance lets the hospital know, I have a patient coming in who has a suspected stroke. They get the doctor ready, they get the nurse ready, they clear the CT scanner, and everybody is there waiting for you. Whereas if you come in through the front door, we haven't had that lead time. So we always tell people, be fast, come in, get checked out as soon as possible when you are experiencing those signs and symptoms of stroke. Mm, That's a really good tip to know. I hadn't thought about that before, but that makes sense about coming in through or coming in with an ambulance, because I think most people would think, oh, I'll just drive, you know, my family member there. Mm-hmm. I also like the be fast. I didn't think about that, like the double meaning, like each of the letters, I knew they stood for something, but just saying be fast, that getting there quickly is, you know, really, really crucial. So in our work at the Karen Yant Center, we educate women about symptoms of heart attack that are more common in us as women than in men. Can you talk a little bit about the symptoms of stroke that are more unique to women, Susie? Of course. So just like in a heart attack, women experience the traditional BFAS signs and symptoms, but also we are a little, we've got a little bit different, um, more unique symptoms. So women can experience things such as generalized weakness, disorientation and confusion or memory problems, excessive fatigue nausea or vomiting. And all of these tend to be the reason why some of our patients take a little bit longer to come in because they think, oh, I am just really tired or I may have, maybe I ate something wrong. So mm-hmm. it's kind of pairing some of these unique symptoms with some of our more traditional symptoms. And that's really when we want women to get checked out. Because if you have something going on with you, you know, we really need to make sure that you are being checked out and being looked at to make sure we can do something because we need to get you into the hospital as fast as possible. We do have some clot buster drugs and we do have ways to pull clots out of your head, but we can only do it in a very tight time frame. So the faster you come in, the faster we can try to salvage the tissue and and help with your ultimate end outcome. Yeah, that makes me think of how we always talk about with heart attack, you know, time is muscle. It's also time is brain, right? The more... Absolutely. Awesome. And these are all good things to be aware of. We want to remind people strokes are an emergency. They're They're not a time to just kind of dilly dally around. So as a final question, Susie, what are some ways that young women can protect themselves from stroke? 
you know, some of the best things that women can do is that they can make some lifestyle changes. Choosing to eat healthy, having foods with less salt or sodium, making sure to monitor your blood pressure, follow up with your primary care doctor, report those blood pressures. I always tell patients that, you know, just jot down your blood pressures at home. Uh, try at different times of the day because morning, afternoon, and night, you're going to get different readings. Make sure if you're going to take it, you kind of take a seat, relax for a handful of minutes, let your body kind of equalize, and then sit down and take it. You know, keep a little notebook and take that into your primary care doctor because usually when people go to their primary care doctor, you know, you're dealing with traffic, parking, running late, and then you come in and that's one of the first things they want to do. And so if your blood pressure is falsely high, you may be kind of going down a path that's not really there. So we need to make sure what is the averages of your blood pressure so we can get you the, if you need medicine, we can get you the right medicine and we can treat you appropriately. Um, We also encourage diet-wise to eat fiber, whole grains, and it just manages your cholesterol a little bit better. Making sure to get the fruits, vegetables, grains, protein, dairy into your diet and following up with that primary care doctor because it's important to make sure that you're getting your cholesterol levels checked. We want to make sure that your good cholesterol is high and your bad cholesterol is low so that you can help prevent some of that plaque from forming so it doesn't break off and cause a clot in your brain. Also, physical activity, kind of helping you reach and maintain a healthy weight, but it also helps keep your heart and your blood vessels a little bit healthier so that you can help prevent some of that plaque from building up and causing narrowed arteries and you can help prevent any conditions that may lead to a higher risk for stroke. And always, like I had said, make sure that you're following up with a primary care doctor, just kind of trying to get that annual physical in and done and making sure that all of your health conditions, diabetes, blood pressure, heart disease, that they're all under control so that you are reducing your risk of heart attack and stroke. Well, those are fantastic tips. Hopefully all of you out there will take this information to heart or pass it along to the young women in your lives. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Susie. And thank you all for tuning in. Whether you're listening to us on YouTube, Spotify, or another platform, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Louis Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyachtcenter.org. Like us on Facebook at Center and follow us on If you like what you hear, so and be sure to tell us. Until next time, be ruler of your own heart.